0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أتل ما أوحي إليك من الكتاب وأقم الصلاة إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وعن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه أنه قال كان آخر كلام رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم حين حضرته الوفاة الصلاة الصلاة اتقوا الله فيما ملكت إيمانكم فما زال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقولها حتى جعل يغرغر بها في صدره وما يفיז بها لسانه أو كما قال أن سرَّي الله عنه. Respected friends, elders, and brothers, students, السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. Allah سبحانه وتعالى، our kind and beloved, be- beloved and loving Creator, Nourisher and Provider. The source of all good in this world that has ever come, that ever will come, that, ever, that is existing today. And the source of all happiness, the source of all wealth, the source of all risk, the source of every beneficial thing that we see, the love that anyone shows to another person, every single mother, human or non-human animal that may show love to its offspring, all of that comes from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the good qualities that we see existing amongst human beings are a reflection of the qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah. Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this great creator of ours, out of his mighty love for us and immense love for us, has allowed you and I to recognise him, to understand him, to take his name. We are not worthy of taking his name. We are not worthy of remembering Him either. Because when a person remembers Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remembers him. So imagine when you and I are sitting and speaking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that our names are being mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in gatherings better than these gatherings. Gatherings surrounded by and attended by angels. Why am I worthy of that? Why are you worthy of that? We are not. But this is Allah's fadl, Allah's grace upon you and I that He allows us to take his name he allows us to come to the masjid that he allows us to visit his house that he allows us to prostrate and put our head down in front of him each and every single one of those things is a blessing that you and I don't deserve and that is why the more we are thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the more we become indebted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because being able to recognize the gifts of Allah and thanking him in itself is a gift and this is a never-ending cycle that a person feels indebted to Allah and he says Alhamdulillah. But the fact that he felt indebted to Allah and recognized his, his insignificance in front of Allah in itself is tawfiq and guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for which he or she has become indebted again to be grateful. So this never-ending cycle of shukr and making shukr upon shukr and shukr upon the shukr of the shukr is something my respected brothers and sisters that is the state that we need to reach at. Where at the end a person says, SubhanAllah, I'm overwhelmed. I am overwhelmed with Allah's graciousness. I'm overwhelmed with Allah's kindness. I'm overwhelmed with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. I can't do justice to Allah, but most definitely at the very least, I am not going to willingly challenge Allah. Willingly stand up against Allah. Willingly disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mistakes happen. We all make mistakes. We all slip. But it's not something that I am going to Cherish, challenge, cherishly and openly tell people that I have broken this order, I have broken this order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But rather, when a person does slip and fall, he or she feels completely, has a horrible taste in the mouth, distaste from their actions. A person feels guilty that this is something that I should have never done. And this is good. An-nadama, that a person feels remorse over his or her sins. Nabi alayhi worshiped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most. We know that. And after having done everything, he said, he would still say, Ma'abaddana ka ibadatik. That, oh Allah, we haven't worshipped you the way you ought to be worshipped. Once, when Rasulullah, as his habit was, his blessed habit, that he would spend a major portion of the night in prayer and in supplication to Allah and in tahajjud and qiyamul layl, such lengthy prayers that his feet would get swollen. And his own wife, uh, pitying him, said, My dear husband, why do you continue to, p- to put yourself through so much trouble when Allah already has announced in the Qur'an? Allah has already mentioned very clearly, Allah, ma min wa ma wa wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind to you. He's already made a decision of completely... Wiping away any type of mistakes, any types of slips that may have happened in the past, may happen in the future. What type of mistakes? Mistakes in judgment, mistakes in ijtihad, minor mistakes. But when you had two options, one was better and one was okay. One was permissible, one was best. And you possibly took the opinion which was good as opposed to the one that's best. These type of small slips that may have happened out of the lapse of judgment... SubhanAllah, not intentionally trying to disobey Allah. Allah Jalla Jalaluhu says, All of that already I have wiped clean. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, corrects the Prophet for having given permission uh, in, the, in, the battle, in the expedition of Tabuk to the hypocrites who were making false excuses of not participating in the battle. And they came and Rasulullah said, Okay, fine, you stay back, you don't need to come. Allah, Allah subhanahu wa taala corrected this action of the Prophet that you shouldn't have done that. These people, you and I know, are hypocrites. They have no excuse. They need to be, you know, exposed. Do not give them permission to simply stay back. But when Allah subhanahu wa taala begins to expo, uh, begins to correct the Prophet alaihi sallam, he says, "Afa Allah has already forgiven you, and then he says, "Lima Why did you give them permission? Why did you give them permission? First, he also says, before we get started, let me tell you Allah has already forgiven you. Why did you give them permission? Until it would have been better until you become to clearly know who are the truthful ones and who are the liars, who genuinely have excuses to stay back, and who are hypocrites who don't want to participate in the expedition. This is Allah's love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa To the extent that Aisha anha once she says, "Oh my husband, oh my Nabi, it seems as though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to please you, is making an effort to please you, reveal such verses of the Qur'an that are so apt to your situation, to console you in the moments of sadness, to lift you in the moments of anxiety, to give you strength when you feel weak, I see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tries to, you know, in this human sense, we would say, of course, Allah is free and above and beyond all of that, but she's giving an example here that it seems so, uh, you know, so amazing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to you and treats you in a manner that He is trying to make you happy and pleased in the situation that you find yourself in. Yet this Nabi of ours is standing in prayer, major portion of the night. And his wife pities him, our mother, Aisha and again says, Allah has already declared this in al Fatih. Your past and present mistakes are all forgiven. Why do you do this? And what is the response of our Prophet? Afala akuna abdan shakura. Shall I not at least be a grateful servant? I don't deserve this. If Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala out of His kindness is saying that your record is clean, you've got nothing to worry about, does that mean I should take advantage of this? Instead, I should feel that, Ya Allah, I don't deserve this. And I am going to humble myself for a major portion of the night, simply thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not that I'm begging him for something I don't have. He's given me everything. But now I'm being thankful for all the good that he has given me. The status he's given me. The position he's given me. The love he has shared with me. My, my dear brothers and sisters. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that loved Nabi alayhi salatu And Nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam showed this love back through salah. And whenever he was in any difficulty, إِذَا Hazabahu Amrun al الصَّلَاةِ Whenever anything overpowered him, when anything worried him, when anything made him anxious, the first thing that he would run towards, like we run our our hands automatically, without any of us conscientiously making this move, they go towards our our pockets, either to the wallet or either to the phone, depending on the situation. Most of the time to the phone for something or another. Whenever we have a situation, just think, someone gives you some news that you don't want to hear. Where does my hand and your hand go? Immediately into our pocket. Let me call this one. Let me do this one. Let me open up my calculator. Let me look at my email. Let me check this message. As though this is the solution to our problems. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, the hadith says, whenever he would be afflicted with any difficulty, he'd Run towards salah. That my solution lies here. My solution lies in putting my head on the ground. And putting myself in a state of humility and humbleness in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This bad calamity or news that I have just here heard from, there is no way possible that this happened without Allah's knowledge, without Allah's permission. Before the creation of the heavens and the earth, Allah already knew on such and such time this incident will happen. And in such and such time, you will hear about this incident. And in such and such time, you will be affected by this incident. The one who has complete control, قَادِرَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ the one who has complete power over everything is none besides Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He is the one, Ma bin Nahar. He knows everything that you do throughout the day. Right? And all the actions are presented to him. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all the good deeds, as well as the bad, they all are presented to him. But the good deeds go way above. They outdo, of course, the sins and are, they are pleasantly received by Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who sees us, who understands us, but He wants to see us turn to Him. He already sees us, but He wants us to look at Him. He already hears us, but He wants us to hear Him. He already is completely in control of us, but He wants you and I to acknowledge that, that He is in control of us. That's all He wants. Turn to me and tell me, Ya Allah, You're in control of my life. Ya Allah, You're the greatest. Ya Allah I am the most I am the most humblest and the most I have I deserve nothing from you but ya Allah I am fakir. you are ghani you are aziz I am dhalil. you are mu'iz. I am dhalil. oh Allah you are razik I am marzuk oh Allah you are malik I am mamluk oh Allah you are muhi I am hay oh Allah everything that I have is from you now I present my situation in front of you these are the things that I need Oh, Almighty Allah, Hidayah I need from you, food I need from you, drink I need from you. As Rasulullah says, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Hadith Qudsi All of you are astray except for the one who I give guidance to. So seek guidance from me and I shall guide you. Every single one of you is hungry and starving. None of you have food. Your fridge may seem full. Your bank accounts may seem doing well. Your pantry at home may seem full. Allah says, and Allah is astaqul qa'ilin, min Allahi haditha, min Allahi qila. Who can speak more truthful words than Allah? He says, kullukum, kullukum. Every one of you, jai' is hungry. Illa except for the one who I have fed. If there's food in the pantry, if there's food in the fridge, in the refrigerator, in the freezer. And if there's, if there's food provided, being provided in our stores, whatnot, my respected brothers and sisters, this is nothing but a benevolence and a gift of Allah, from Allah that you and I don't deserve. Fastat'imuni, So ask me for food, أُطْعِمْكُمْ I shall grant you food. And كُلُّكُمْ Every single one of you doesn't have clothing, is naked. إِلَّا مَنْ كَسَوْتُهُ Except for the one who I give clothing to. فَاسْتَكْسُونِي aksukum, So ask me for clothing, and I shall clothe you. This is Allah Jalla جل Jalla telling us. Now how do we ask Allah for this? This great Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is greater than our imagination. لا يصفه الواصفون ولا تخالطه الذنون ولا يخشى الهوائر ولا يخشى الحوادث ولا تؤثره الدوائر Nothing affects Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No problem in this world affects Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has... Absolutely nothing to take from us, only to give to us. How am I such an insignificant human being whose beginning is a dirty drop of semen, whose ending is a stinky corpse, and in between we carry with us loads of filth in our stomach and in our body, blood and excreta. My brothers and sisters, how can I speak to this Allah? How do I have the ability to share my, my concerns? How am I supposed to vent in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How am I supposed to share my problems with Almighty Allah when He's so great? Today, a person becomes a trustee of some little place. A person becomes, you know, he wins some sort of little election. And now you have to get an appointment to meet that person. Now you have to go through all these official means to speak to that person. Respect friends, we see this today. We see how difficult it is people change overnight with titles. Now this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the source of all titles, Malikul Mulk, Rabbil Alameen, Tu'izzu man tasha'a, wa tuthillu man tasha'a, Tu'ti al Mulk man tasha'a, wa tanzi'u al-mulka min man tasha'a, All kingdom comes from Him, All might comes from Him. How am I supposed to speak to this Almighty Allah? How am I supposed to connect with this Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah gave us this salah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us salah. And it is this through salah that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam showed us how we we turn... Allah's attention towards ourselves and get from Allah whatever we want. Literally, whatever we want. It's an open, as they say, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has an open treasure. You come, you put your hand in, take whatever you want from it. But you have to come. You want to sit in the back and expect to someone to come and give you from the treasure box? It's not going to happen. Salah is the method. khair that all the keys, the keys of all good that could possibly be out there is through salah. tu'aini as salah. The Prophet mentioned that the coolness of the eyes is in salah. Anytime you're afflicted with something, turn to a salah. Rasulullah at night. you He would say, wake the people up, wake the women and the men who are sleeping in the homes. Wake them up. Not for fard salah, but for tahajjud salah. This is not the time to sleep. You've slept enough, wake up in front of Almighty Allah Subh'anaHu wa taala. Pour your heart out. This is the problem. What do we say today? I don't have time for salah because why I'm busy at work? Why I'm behind payments? Why I'm tired of my children bothering me? Why I've got marital problems? Why my boss is very really mean to me? Why I've got problems with my investments? Respect the friends and brothers and sisters. A person is saying that I feel cold. I need, I need warmth. And the sun is right there and a the person is running in the opposite direction. How could it be possible that he will ever gain any warmth? There's one source of warmth in this world that Allah has created. Makhluq, it's a creation. But it's one source, it's the sun. There's no other type of celestial objects that are giving us that warmth. If that one and only sun, a person decides to hide under the basement and say, I'm feeling cool, I'm feeling cold, and I'm dark, and I see I'm lost in life, my brothers and sisters will say, what type of, you know, inefficient action is this what type of misunderstanding is this that you would leave the Sun that's there willing to give you light and warmth for free and you you hide yourself from that you bring about your own destruction by going into the basement by saying I don't want this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the source he's the creator of that Sun creator of that moon creator of day and night the creator of all good. And if a person says, I don't have time for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because I'm too busy at work, because I'm too busy with family obligations, respective friends, what foolishness is this? What foolishness is this? Foolishness that we will cry tears of blood tomorrow when there will be of no benefit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after counting His blessings, one after another, everywhere in the Quran, but specifically in Surah Infitar, he says, "Ya Insan, O human being, الكريم, what has put you into deception regarding your most gracious Lord? What turns you away from Him? When did you see that someone else was giving you a better deal than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because of which you have left Almighty Allah and decided that extending your hands in front of this manager, in front of this businessman, in front of this boss, in front of this family member, in front of this one or that one, your needs will get fulfilled. It never happened. It never will happen. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has put our success in salah. The needs of dunya and akhirah get fulfilled with salah, but we have to start trying. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran: "Utluma auhiya ilayka, utluma auhiya ilayka min al-kitab wa aqim salah." Recite whatever has been revealed to you from the Quran. Recite whatever has been revealed to you from the Quran. Recite it upon them. Wa aqim is salah, and then establish salah. Don't just pray, but pray it properly. Don't just pray on your own. Pray it in jama'a. Pray it in congregation. Pray it in the masjid. If, you're, if they're women and sisters, then pray it at home, fine. But properly, with the proper wudu, with proper concentration, slowly going through the postures, not running through it, not praying at the last minute, in the last moment, but praying it on time. Respective friends. Allah is telling Rasulullah وسلم, Establish this salah. And what will the gift you will get? in Indeed, the salah will hold a person back prohibits and holds a person back from what? From, from evilness, from evil deeds, from lewdness. munkar And all sin. wala zikrullah akbar. Why would it not? When the remembrance of Allah is the most powerful thing, why do we sin? Because the remembrance of Allah is not in our heart. When the heart can have one, is one spot, either the remembrance of Allah is there or the poison of shaitan is there. If the remembrance of Allah is in that heart, shaitan will not be able to affect that heart. That's why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran: "وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةً أَوْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ ذَكَرُوا اللَّهَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا لِذُنُوبِهِمْ." When they, when those human, when these good Muslims, when they fall into sin and they oppress themselves by sinning, what do they do? They Allah. They immediately remember Allah. Why were they able to sin in the first place? Because they didn't realize Allah was watching them. They didn't realize that I may be hiding myself from society, from my spouse, from my children, from my elders, from my teachers, whatnot. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can never hide from Him. You're two, He's your third. If you're four, He's your fifth. If you're six, He's the seventh. No matter how many you are, He's always with you wherever you may be. Uh, how does a person sin? Because he forgets this concept. When a person does dhikrullah, immediately he realizes, she realizes, who am I and standing in front of? Like we say, you're standing in front of the Kaaba. Or you're standing in salah. Have shame. My brothers and sisters, when we're in the parking lot, we're still standing in front of Allah. When we're at work, we're still standing in front of Allah. When we're walking through the marketplace in a mall, we're still walking in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not that Allah is in the mihrab in the niche over here, and he's not outside of the masjid, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's watchful eyes around us always looking at where we are. But when a person decides to neglect Allah's remembrance, then Allah also decides to forget him. How do you know Allah forgets a person? When he does not get the ability to come visit his house. When a person doesn't get the ability to day after day, week after week goes by and a person hasn't visited the house of Allah. Week after week, month after month, a person hasn't been able to pray Fajr Salah in the masjid. Month after month, when Isha is so early, Fajr is so late, a person misses these opportunities to come to see Allah. Then you know very well, and I know very well, Allah has forgotten me for those moments because of my ill treatment of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do not become from those group of people who chose, number one, to forget Allah, that Allah made them forget themselves. This irad that we see, when a person misses his fajr, when a person misses the opportunity to come to the masjid month after month, and then a person says, how's life? Oh, it's going great. Business is going well. Everything is going great. My friends, this is the greatest punishment. What are the greater punishment that you want? That a person finds the doors of the masjid closed upon him. That he doesn't feel the urge, the desire to come to the house of Allah. Week after week, month after month, it's, it doesn't even hurt anymore. It doesn't even be feel painful that it's been so long I came to the masjid. Where's that pain? A person feels pain, it's been, I haven't done my weekly or daily exercise. I haven't gone for my Sunday basketball practice. I haven't gone for my Saturday golfing. A person feels guilty and remorse about these things. But is there guilt that month after month goes by and have we been able to hear the adhan of fajr? Have we been able to pray salat al-fajr in the masjid? Remember these things. Allah jalla جل says in surah al isra أَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ لِدُلُوكِ الشَّمْسِ إِلَىٰ غَسَقِ اللَّيْلِ وَقُرْآنَ الْفَجْرِ When Allah mentions and alludes, Allah alludes to the four daily salah, but the fifth one, Fajr Salah, is the only one that Allah specifically mentions in this ayah, and for that matter, in any other, other part of the Quran as well. Specifically, Allah mentions Quran al-Fajr. Inna Quran al-Fajrikana Mashhuda. You come for Salatul al-Fajr when the Quran is being recited. It's packed with angels. The masjid may be empty, unfortunately, but it must definitely the angels understand the value for Fajr. That all the angels that were with you at night are present for Fajr. And all the angels that are going to come with you during the day are present for Fajr. This is a time that you don't want to miss. This is a Fajr Salah that you don't want to miss. That The angels are packed, the masjid is packed with these most holy, blessed beings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لا يأسون الله ما أمرهم Who never disobey Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember my brothers and sisters, the very last prayer that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa performed in the masjid, the very last prayer that my sallallahu wa prayed before he left this world was Salatul Fajr. The very last prayer Chance and opportunity that the Sahaba had to see the back of the Prophet as he was leading, and then when he turned around to see his blessed face that they would be so yearning to look at was Salatul Fajr. Till the very end, the Prophet kept to that Salat in the masjid, and as he was passing away, as Hadith mentioned to you at the beginning, the Prophet kept on saying. As-salah, As-salah, as Hold on to the prayer Hold on to the prayer Hold on to the prayer And the sahabi says He kept on saying this Until the death rattle began Until he could no longer speak And as the soul was coming out of the throat As happens to any dying person You could hear Rasulullah Trying to still pronounce As-salah, as Because this ummah As long as it holds on to salah Will be successful No matter what happens in this world And will be successful in the hereafter And that ummah that neglect salah will definitely, definitely fail and falter in every sense of the word today as well as tomorrow and the hereafter. That is why the ulama, some of the, uh, the scholars would say that the person who doesn't perform his salah, no brick, no sign, no gravestone sign should even be placed on his grave. So people shouldn't even know that it's a grave. Let people walk over, let it trample over the grave of someone who's neglected salah. Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal went to that extent to say that the diff- that based on the little meaning of this is between salah and, and between iman and kufr is what? One thing, salah. But majority of the ulama have given the opinion that no, a person who neglects salah, he won- we won't say he's a disbeliever, but definitely committing a major sin. Let's not think about the sin now. Let's think about what's at stake. Allah has done so much for me. Isn't it only right that I, I show my appreciation to my Allah? And isn't it only right that subhanAllah, I show, what Allah, show Allah the face that He wants to see me with, I'm gonna have to meet Allah when I die. I'm gonna have to meet my Nabi a.s. tomorrow on the Day of Judgment. How am I gonna be able to face him without having salah with me? Let us inshallah ta'ala make this strong commitment, strong commitment inshallah ta'ala, that we will pray our five times daily Fad salah inshallah. Say inshallah, whatever's happened in the past, bit by bit, not only do we repent, but we'll try to make an effort to make it up. And number two for the brothers here, let us make one salah, Fajr or Isha, or Zuhar, whatever is convenient for you. Take this as a commitment, I'll pray it in the masjid. Whichever local masjid you have, let us not, these easy winter months, it's so easy to pray in the masjid, with Isha being late, uh, early and Fajr being so late. Let us inshaAllah ta'ala make this commitment, this is what is gonna give you and I nur on the day of judgment. Nur, when you and I will need that nur, will be coming through Fajr salah, through performing Salatul Isha and Fajr in the masjid, Allah will give you nur, Allah will give you the reward of standing up the entire night in tahajjud and you will get a direct personal insurance from Allah. The one who prays Fajr Salah with Jama'ah, he's under the protection of Allah. And, and Rasulullah said, You better watch out if you want to mess with Allah's protection. The one who's protected by Allah, don't mess with him. Don't mess with that person. You want protection from Allah, pray your Fajr Salah with Jama'ah, Allah will give it to you. I pray and I beg to Allah that He makes you and I and our children and our spouses from amongst those who establish salah properly. Until the last day, may Allah save us ever from neglecting a salah intentionally. Whatever salah you and I have missed, may Allah allow us to make that up and seek genuine forgiveness for that. Wa